You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live this week. Featuring news and commentary on This Week in Black Hollywood. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live this week, Dario Kristen. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're watching Black Hollywood Live this week. I am your host, Daryl Kristen, and here joining me is the beautiful Courtney Stewart. What's up, everybody? DJ Jesse J. What up? And our very You're special guest today, you know him from a lot of things. He is the multi-talented Darren Dewitt Henson. Hey. What's, what's up, going on? How you doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it's good to be here. Yes. Good to be here. Yes. It's Friday. We're listening to Johnny Kemp right now. You know, we got some news about him, unfortunately, today that he had passed away. No. Um, but we want to celebrate him and celebrate his family and, and yes. show our support of Black Hollywood Live. So no we want to do that with this song, which is such a classic. I think everybody knows about this song. No doubt. And it's my favorite theme. Such a classic. Just got paid it's on a Friday. Right. Even redid this. It's That's right. Redid. That's right. That's right. That's a good fact. All right. Joining and also on today's show, we have a variety of different topics, including Black Work Matters protest. Hey, just got paid. Just got paid. Hey, yeah. Rihanna's involved in a drug scandal. Uh oh. And Time Magazine names its hundred most influential. And Kanye West makes that list. Mm, and the cover. And the cover. <laughs> yes. All right. But we're going to move on first to our Buzzmeter question results from last week, which was: Should food stamps have regulations on the types of food you buy? You guys voted. It was a 50-50. We never get 50-50. We never get 50-50. Wow. Crazy. All right. All right. So what do you, do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Do you think that they should put regulations on food stamps? Well, I mean, when it, when it comes to health benefits, it's important. So, no. But uh, I think that people who actually use food stamps need to request that they can buy what they want and actually get better produce and not yeah. buy potato chips and yeah. right. you know candy and yeah. all of that other stuff. So it's important that they're able to eat healthy. Yeah. That's what they're for, right? It's just yeah. it's yeah. money, it's right? Money yeah. to help. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that vote is split right in the middle there, right so the middle. people are still trying to decide on which which it's way they want to go. Yeah. yeah. As a person who grew up on food stamps, my mother bought a great deal of vegetables when we were kids. It was really important to eat yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had we we used them yeah. until I was old enough to work and said I don't want them anymore. Yeah, and there we were talking go. about it last week with the debate about it is because they were saying that they didn't they might put regulations on people buying like seafood and things like that because they were saying a lot of times what they would do is use all the money for the expensive seafood like lobster and then not have remaining dollars. Which left is over. not healthy. Lobster actually um, creates high cholesterol. High it cholesterol. does. Lobster right. and shrimp yeah. create high cholesterol. So shrimp. that's a good point. Yep. Shrimp yeah. too. I'd be yep. on shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, today's buzzmeter question is: Were you shocked by the Aaron Hernandez verdict? You guys vote. Let us know what you think. Yes or no? I wasn't, but <laughs> all my friends from Massachusetts sure the hell were. They were. Thing, bitch, I had to talk, yell at some of my friends because I'm like, you know, I love the Patriots, Boston, all strong, but I'm just saying, like, mm. they're creating. Remember that that model that got arrested and everyone wanted him to be free because he was hot. Oh yeah, oh, like right, they're right, creating right. memes Everywhere. like "Free My Husband" and all this. I'm like, um, oh, he got convicted he, for first degree want, murder. Yeah, like yeah, that was kind of tough, man. Yeah, but, that's but a tough. But one. I could say the brother is stoic. 
You know, he's yeah. Sitting there, he was that stoic. Is a very yeah, good that's a great definition. Stoic. He was stoic. Yeah. all yeah. get out. Which is scary too, though. Solid as a you know? rock. I was afraid. No emotions. Yeah. yeah. No, he said. He said. Yeah. 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 And that's all we got. <laughs> but I will say they were interviewing the jury on I think Anderson Cooper maybe last night. I might have made that up. Maybe it was the day before. But uh, I felt so good listening to the jurors because we keep hearing all the horrible things that are happening and, like, people not getting convicted and police shooting people and all kind of crazy stuff going on in the justice system. Like, you always have those moments where you American justice is, like, not what it's supposed to be. But to listen to these people talk about how they, like, process things and, like, what they listened to and paid attention to and what they didn't pay attention to, it was so great to hear. Like, it feels like citizens are actually, like, taking it seriously and, like, really intent on being fair and being honest to what the code of law is and all of that. Sure. And it was just really positive. Well, that's good. But when you there. have a judge who passes down a verdict without even hearing from the jury, then that's a little different. That's a different. That's yeah. different yeah. So, but yeah. there are at least some hope, some people. I mean, but here's the thing. The videos <laughs> spoke for itself. I mean, how do yeah, you... You don't need to be a juror to sit there and listen to all the evidence. I personally feel after watching that video, or both of those videos. No. So, you know, but... Justice is well, served. you never know with evidence and videos nowadays. I mean, that's I true. Mean, that is true. Just well, let's tasers yeah. on people. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope that's consistent with the police officers who yeah. have done the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. Very good example. All right, we're going to move on to trending topics with DJ Jesse J. So, what was happening on Twitter, y'all? Well, there was a viral <laughs> video by Sir Dixon D. White. Yes. Country redneck who's standing up against racist white Americans. Yes, he was. So Dixon D. White. He's 48 years old. He went on to say this. I woke up in the morning and I just thought, you know what? I don't care how I look. I don't care how fat I am. I am going to put my big country fat face on this smartphone. I'm going to get in my truck where the acoustics are good. And I'm going to talk from my heart about how I feel about race. And he did that. He went on to talk about that he was basically raised to be conditioned to be somewhat racist and what he learned was not the right way to live in America. So now he's looking at everybody else and he felt like, you know what, I'm going to take a stance and I'm going to talk to white Americans. I'm going to talk to people that look like me because I understand when people look at me, they think that I'm going to be a certain way or whatever. Um, He went on to say, he basically wanted to say that white people need to realize how good they have it. You also need to realize how this country has been set up for white people, and white people really need to take a look and listen. He said, I'm not saying anything that people of color have not been saying for centuries. The attention I've gotten is undue and and not earned. It's sad. It's a sad state of affairs, and it kind of proves to the point our nation of white supremacy. The fact that black and brown people can scream the things I'm saying all day and nobody hears them. Then one southern guy like me says something, and it's a national event. He said, when you have a cancer, you don't ignore it. You address it straight on. You come up with a plan to fix it. Racism is exactly the same way. It has to be dealt with straight on. It has to be destroyed. Did mm. you guys get a chance to see the video? Hey man, I, did. I did. I watched the video. How did you feel? I was happy and pleased. I mean, he's he's right. Like it, Until oftentimes it takes someone like you that looks like you to actually hear what's being said and not just because I think we talked last week about how it's still easy for people to kind of be like oh well that guy was shot well he was running from the police or well he was kind of doing something it sometimes takes somebody that's in your space and walks similar shoes to really 
make it more apparent to you of what's really going on. So go him for putting it out there and that it went viral because that means a lot of people saw it. So mm-hmm. And all of his videos, now that that video went viral, all of his videos, he's got like tons of Facebook followers now. All of his videos are um, get tons of views and they all deal with some sort of not all are racial, but he that's kind of the heavy target of what he wants to talk about and kind of bring uh, to the forefront. What do you, what do you guys think? I mean, I th- I think that he is not the only one who is not a person of color who has had something to say about it. For whatever reason, it's become this cacophony now that people are paying attention to him and hearing his voice, which is great. But I think the point of racism and those people who, you know, um, try to perpetuate it, one of the ways to deal with that is not to post um, rampant racist views or uh, rampant racist post. It's it's letting it die in the water. When we post it and when we pass it around and say what do you think about that when it is a racist remark, then we're actually giving it energy. We're yeah. giving it life. And sometimes the best way to do it is just go, I'm, I'm not going to feed that and pass it on, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, And then also we've kind of talked about this on the show too. They say that the millennials don't really know racism or aren't exposed to that part of life that that's going to change as they get older and and kind of become adults. I appreciate that he is a millennial and someone who is talking about the issue right now and talking about kind of like what the issue really is. Wait, and he's put, not a millennial. He's forty eight years old. Years oh, I thought he was old. in his thirties. No, no, no. He's but even thirties. That's in thirty isn't. Well, thirty four to thirty four. They say yeah, is like weird. millennial. Well, he ain't no millennial. Well, that's either way is still good he because the fact that he's age. still able to put that word out and to teach and and like you said, it's people who are looking at him who he doesn't look like your stereotypical. If you look at him, you would think he might be racist yeah. or uh, you know. Well, the or, question is, are people paying attention to him because he's Caucasian? So that that's that's also a. a, a a synergistic problem, I think, because if someone else says it, then it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just because he's Caucasian, people are paying attention to it. It's just whether or not it's good or bad, right or wrong. The thing is, we all know racism is bad. It's not going to help anyone. And if anybody thinks to be any color, whether it's black, brown, green, yellow, blue, you know, is is the priority color, then look at nature. Nature has so many different colors. God yeah. provided these colors, and, and everybody belongs here. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's funny, actually, really random. But I was uh, walking through a park the other day. And <laughs> it was a wildlife park, and I was, it, you know, you can't have dogs in there. You, you have to be very careful walking through there because of the the wildlife. And as I'm watching these animals, just out free just with each other I was like that's so beautiful I was like mesmerized just by these animals I'm sitting there like it's a fucking squirrel like calm down but it was just amazing to see these animals in their natural element not bothered by anything not affected I'm like why can't humans just be this simple that's right <laughs> be that simple that's that simple. simple that's yeah <laughs> Life well, would be la- magical if that was the case. Th- right, fucking Snow White, man. <laughs> right. All right, so the last thing that he did say that, I don't know, I just want to kind of put out there because I, I, I like it. He said, I made an oath with myself and with God that I was not going to be a product of my environment and that I was going to strive to reprogram myself with the truth. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, but moving on from that, <clears throat> workmatters.org has started well they on April 15th they had a big rally for black works black work matters um, the whole point of it is to basically bring up 
the minimum wage to fifteen dollars. Um, New York City, Chicago, and New Orleans were the places uh, where the rallies were taking place. Some of the facts as to why the rally is going on: uh, Black folk make up make up only fourteen eleven point four percent of the national employed population, but we made up twenty point five of fast food workers. Forty-six percent of Chicago's black workers are in low-wage jobs. Half of all black workers in New York City are low-wage workers. A fifteen-dollar-per-hour Chicago minimum wage would give a raise to an estimated five hundred and ten thousand workers, representing thirty-eight percent of Chicago's workforce. Half of all low-wages workers in NYC are women. And so, if you guys want to join the rally and, and help with the petition, you guys can join. Uh, check that out at workmatters.org. You guys been paying attention to this? I have. Yeah. It's a serious thing. I'm, I'm glad that they're protesting about it. I think it's deserved. You know, I think the problem is here's a catch twenty two of it. Yep. Is, exactly. is, is we're gonna we're gonna pay for it. You know, it's it's gonna go to the tax dollars. So it's a catch twenty two. But I also feel like you know the minimum wage. I mean, the cost of living has changed. It, yeah. You have to up it. You have to go with what inflation is. I, I, you yes and no mm-hmm. economically speaking because the minimum wage is what seven twenty five I think right now so to double it to fifteen nationwide like in theory it sounds great because the majority of those women are uh, uh, sole household breadwinners in their household so to be able to pay for their children and that kind of thing like it's huge but at the same time small businesses fifteen dollars an hour I mean, for right, a yeah. small business could destroy a very large portion of our small business population. And I only speak to that in terms of having experience with my family, having had like a Quiznos restaurant. Like to be of course we would love to pay our employees fifteen dollars an hour and give them all health benefits and make life great for everybody. But to turn any sort of profit in those like and I'm not speaking to the people that own like 40 Quiznos or like 50 McDonald's because that's like a different situation you have a larger population but there's mom and pop stores and there's lots of smaller stores like that's what America has built on and it's already suffering a lot in the economy that we're in. Yeah but I think that when you have eight and a quarter an hour that only equates to really four dollars an hour when when the check is broken down after FICA and the government takes all their taxes and it's four dollars an hour and if you really I mean most people work you know, eight hours a day, four times eight. Like, think about that. That's that's, that's not, not enough money, money it's not to enough buy money. dog food for yeah, your dog. Totally agree. And, you know, the ratio of people who have small businesses that, well, we're talking about fast food restaurants like McDonald's, Burger King, the Quiznos, the, the um, amount of money that they make based upon what they bring in, you know, there is a great profit that goes along with that. That is relative to how many you actually own. And I just want to make that clear because there's a huge population of people that are attempting to sort of be in the entrepreneurial world and they're doing it, but they're doing it on a small level. Like the population of people that really own like 50 McDonald's is not as high as one would right. like to think. Sure. And I'm not saying that uh, minimum wage shouldn't be raised because I think 725 is definitely antiquated and needs to be upped. But to double it in one fell swoop, I don't think is the smartest thing we could do for yeah, like $10. I, well, no, I, I don't I, know I, what that number is. But also I think that state by state has been held for a very, very long time. time. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was seven so, when I was like 14 yeah, working my which first is, job. Exactly, so, which yeah. is why I think they're going for 15 now because it's been held for, for so long. long. Right. I mean, when I worked in a fast food restaurant and I was making minimum 
minimum wage. I was 18 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, to talk about people who can't work outside of that genre, then that's a different story. But everybody else should really push forward and and try to get into other aspects of the workforce as well and not just Just minimum wage. And do you think that they should keep it as one, you know, single line across the board for every state or do you think that they should break it out into well, certain state states because New York yeah. obviously is going to be different from Ohio yeah, you know what like I mean Atlanta. LA is going to be different from but Kentucky but this is just federally the federal government sets their rate that everybody has to be at everybody and then state every state can add on to that because like right. I feel like when I worked in New York maybe it was an extra dollar on top of the seven twenty five. I think it was, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, it was yeah, maybe yeah. that's what it was but yeah so it's state I think the state should be able to still add but that's separate from this, obviously, because every state does their own thing. Boom. So make sure you guys check that out, workmatters.org. Also make sure you guys check out our sister site, After Buzz TV. <laughs> Whatever your favorite TV show is. I mean, it could be anything from Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I can't wait to see the reunion. No, reunion starts next week, guys. We'll be talking about it. <laughs> and as soon as you're done watching, whatever your favorite show is, like Real Housewives of Atlanta, make sure you check out AfterBuzzTV.com right after the show, and we will be there talking about it. Yes, we After do. Buzz TV. That's right. All right, moving on to gossip with Courtney Stewart. All right, gossip and rumors this week. We had a big one, guys. There was video floating all around the internet. Everybody had something to say about... Miss Rihanna, we know her as little bad girl Riri. She does a few things, and apparently this week she was accused of possibly snorting cocaine at Coachella. Well, basically the video shows her like pinching her nose and sitting at a table while her friends are dancing around her. So there's no like white powder anywhere. We don't see any real evidence of it other than the nose pinch. And Jewel, she's like rolling. And she does look like she's doing something on the table. You can't clearly see anything other than the nose pinch. But, so, obviously that, like, spread like wildfire. Oh my god, Rihanna's doing cocaine. Oh lord, the world's coming to an end. Well, Rihanna did not appreciate none of y'all that were commenting about her doing (laughs) cocaine. She took to her social media and made the following quote. Quote, N-word, because I don't say that. Your lame ass got some fucking nerve. Any fool could see that's a joint that I'm basing with cigarettes. Who the F snorts tobacco? F-O-H, which never been to a rodeo, so someone squeezing their nose means they're doing coat looking ass. And then she posted a picture of herself sipping on a Coca-Cola and put hashtag petty. She called y'all petty and said a whole bunch of expletives about you for feeling that she was doing coke. So she denies it. I mean, yeah, here's the thing. I saw the video. I saw there's two different videos that I've seen. Yeah, it's like from two different angles. Two different angles. The first one, it looks like she's just rolling whatever she's rolling. Right. Okay, but the second one, she does heavily... You know, pull on her nose and her nostrils a bit. I mean, the video and I saw, she's banging on something, so it it looks it, it could imply like she's rolling yeah. a dollar. Yeah. But also, if you've ever based a joint with tobacco and marijuana, which I can understand why she would do that because it elevates the high. But oh. she bangs it against it. That's how you pack a cigarette. I'm a pothead. Sorry. She bangs it against <laughs> the thing. Like, we need that because I didn't know. Well, I'm just saying. I, so no that I, I didn't know. But at the end of the day, then the rumor is that she was lacing it with coke, and that's a woo banger. Oh. And like, so I don't know. Coachella's pretty crazy, but we've seen... The thing is, here's my thing. I, I'm going to fully say as weed girl because I support you. But <laughs> we Rihanna is not nervous about marijuana. Like, she was rolling on top of her bodyguard's head with the paparazzi taking pictures. With this video, though, there was a moment where she looked up at the camera and was like, oh, shit. And I don't know what that was in reference to. So she can't get mad for people speculating that. Like, first of all, you should be mad at your friend for videotaping. Right, that's the real cause, right. 
But apparently this was on her Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Look, all I'm saying is I'm happy to see any video of her anytime. I know that's right. I just right. want to keep looking at she her. I know great. that's right. I'm a May 5th Taurus. So. She looked great yeah, yeah, and happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either way, she had a real good time at Coachella, and she's telling you guys she ain't do it. So Penny. she didn't do it. There Y'all you go. She didn't do she it. Didn't do she it. didn't do it. She didn't do it. She didn't do it. Moving on. Speaking of somebody else having a great time in life, Mr. Jaden Smith been running around town, but he's been running around looking a little different. This time around, he went shopping, you guys, at Topshop for some new clothes, and he discovered that he really likes dresses, apparently. So he put on his Instagram account uh, earlier in the week, he said, quote, went to Topshop to buy some girl clothes. I mean, clothes. So he maybe was making a statement about clothes versus girl clothes. Like, who knows? I don't know. But then he later went to his Twitter account and posted another picture. And he said, quote, that moment when you're wearing a dress with no pants and you swerve way too hard. So he think he's swerving and doing big things and looking great. We had a lot of the Twitterverse and Instagram mania going crazy. Like, what are the Smiths doing with these kids? They run around in dresses and draws and doing crazy stuff. But there was also support on Twitter and Instagram for him. And one person said, quote, isn't it crazy that women wear pants every day, but when a guy wears a dress, it's breaking news. So we got some love. We got some hate. What y'all think? Okay. (laughs) At first, I was like, "Mm." but then... This weekend, I don't know why I thought about him and why I was just like, not this weekend, this past week, but I was just like, what the I, I fuck is know. wrong with this kid? And then I started like go, research, like looking at all of his like things that he's been talking about and interviews. Maybe he's going to Scotland. Who no, knows? No, I'm not mad at it because you know why? Here's why. I agree. Because who the fuck cares? <laughs> at the end of the day, I don't know what this kid does with his life. And if he wants to run around in a fucking skirt, <laughs> then that's what he wants to fucking do. Like Kanye West is doing it and everyone fuck he's on Time Magazine shit Jaden's sitting here like I don't know if he has an agenda like you know what fuck uh, you know sexuality it's whatever be free be open if that's what he is riding for then let the man ride that like <laughs> and Jesse has spoken <laughs> yeah, I, I don't pay like, attention to anybody under 25 so I mean I feel yeah I feel like he he had a reason for doing it and if he's comfortable enough to wear yeah. just wherever he's wearing it do you bro can right. I just say when I saw he the has picture he right Exactly, he's got parents. And when I saw the picture, I didn't even realize it was anything different than he's always wearing because he always looks kind of no, no, no. Okay, so I went back, sloppy a little bit, and he's got his stuff going. He never looks like I, I like. But they are, they're long tees. Well, no. This is the first like, one that's like, mm, is that Britney's well, that outfit was a from skirt. Baby That was like time. a skirt and a fringe top. <laughs> like, that, that is picture. a fringe top. But that's definitely one, a fringe top. The other one are like, they're shirt no, they're dresses. Shirt, yeah. They're shirts. It's they're exactly just, what girls would wear a big shirt. It would be like, wear your boyfriend's shirt, and it's just a dress, because we decided to call it. But I think I appreciate the most the cheetah socks, though. The cheetah socks. Yeah, the socks are dope. He obviously still didn't buy any new shoes. That's what his dad said. He should buy some shoes. Aren't those shorts, though? I'm glad he They look like shorts to me. That's what I thought they were at first. Well, at first I was like, well, maybe he just wants to feel some air down there. But I guess if you put it Air air the situation out a little bit. Whatever. He's doing his thing and seems to be happy. So in the end, he ain't killing nobody. He ain't hurt nobody. He wearing a dress. But that he did has a new song. He has a new song. He dropped a a new song on his sister Willow's uh, Cloud Cat. I love your face. What's the name of the song? (laughs) (laughs) What's the name of the song? I just lost it. Look at your face. Oh my god. I forgot the name of it. Um, It's a (laughs) three-word. 
it's one word. It's like freedom. It's one word. It's actually a really it's good really song. Dope. I literally his texted. I texted Jesse earlier today because I was like doing my, some more research, looking at it, and I was like, "Is it weird that I actually kind of like this okay, song?" Okay, I, I gotta like, hear it now. Nice. So, for you to like it, I gotta exactly, hear it exactly because you know I don't listen to anything. Right, that's what I'm saying. After 2006, right. so. well, you know, cre- cre- creativity is formless. That's right. that's yes. what's wonderful about it. It may be a, an expression of him being formless in terms of his his freedom and how you can't hold anybody down or because of what they're wearing or what they look like or what their mm-hmm. hair that's colors the like. And maybe that's, that's what, what it is. About. It's representative of that. And all of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he's backing up li- his lyrics then. One line he said something about, I can give my friends this type of car. He said, but then it's the guy with the Corvette who knocks on my door judging me by my foreskin. Like, and so at first I was like, what? And then it, it referring to his manhood. Like, everyone judges him like, you're not a man because, because of things he says. Because you won't buy a Porsche. Because you, yeah. Right. I say real men wear leopard socks. That's what I say. I say that. There you go. And there you go. I say when you're that rich, you can do what you want anyway, and it doesn't matter. matter. (laughs) So it doesn't matter. It is what it is. Elton John been doing it all his life. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Frank Sinatra said he did it his way, right? And Prince, come on now. Come on. And he's legendary. He's legendary. All right. Well, thank you, Courtney, for those (laughs) gossip and rumors and everything else. Coke and dresses. Coke and dresses. dresses. Turn up. (laughs) Before we move on to our hot topics, I want to remind everyone to go to iTunes and give us a rating and comment. You guys have been doing a great job with that, letting us know what you do and don't like. We want to continue to give you great programming. We have a variety of different shows, including The Beat, which Jesse hosts, Fashion 401, which Courtney hosts. Uh, We have Stand Up Sit Down, all the way down to Relationship Show with Just Sam with our girls uh, to give it every week. Bringing it. They're bringing it. Bringing the relationship conversation strong. So check us out. Let us know what you like. Give us a rating. We love the five. But if you don't give us five, let us know why. And we will continue to build our programming for you. Boom. Boom. All right. Moving on to the ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Well, you just mentioned Kanye West, and we've yes. talked about him many times on this show, but he is also being talked about again this week because he is on the cover of Time Magazine's Most 100 Influential People, and he mm-hmm. shares the cover with Bradley Cooper, but uh, it's really interesting because he seems to always stay in the news. People always seem to have something negative to say about him, but yet... He still gets the, the the cover and gets the highlight. Now, some of the other people who have joined um, the the issue have been uh, ballet dancer Misty Copeland, Copeland. Uh, yes. journalist George Ramos, uh, Bradley Cooper, which I mentioned, and author Ruth Ginsburg. Uh, these are the five. There are five covers. He's on one of the five. And then inside the issue, it highlighted people such as Kim Kardashian, Taylor Swift, Laverne Cox, who they said didn't make the list last year and mm-hmm. made it this year. Uh, Amy Schumer, who just hosted the MTV Love Movie her. Awards, Kevin Hart, Lee Daniels, and Audra McDonald. Love just to name a This might be a really ignorant question, but Bradley Cooper? I think it's because of American Sniper. American Sniper, okay. yeah. 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 Absolutely. That was a huge film. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what do you guys think about Kanye continuing to be noticed and stay in the news and being named on Time's cover? He's doing what he wants to do. I mean, he, I think he deserves it. I, I think he's really smart. It's difficult to stay on top, and then he's managed to stay on top. And uh, he, he absolutely, as far as I'm concerned, uh, helped make a few careers. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, Taylor, you know, it was, it was kind of quiet for her, and when he did what he did, it just really kind of skyrocketed her career. And not saying that she wasn't talented. She's incredible talented but Kanye saying what he said yeah. and doing what he, he did help you know bring attention map. to him yeah. put her on the map so 
he deserves to be in that position. He's a creative guy, man. He's a smart, creative man. Yeah, I mean, I don't always want to hear Kanye and his statements and when he goes on his rants, but I've always said I think he's one of the most influential, smartest musicians, producers, just talent that's out there. Artist. Just artist, artist overall. overall. Just the way he, he thinks about things in his music <laughs> and, and delivers that message, I think is brilliant. It's brilliant. You know, and you know, some people have started to criticize already that Kim Kardashian is also in there, but I'm like, are you, I mean, Kim's, she has a, uh, I, she's influenced pop culture to the she most. She's almost yeah. more influential than him the, at this Exactly. Point. Yeah. And, and Sadly. she's his muse. One of so, the most famous you know, people in the world yeah. at this point, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of confused as to why she's not on the cover version. Because it's time. I know. Probably. But, yeah. I mean. I mean, the reality is, is we all want to be like, ah, but she did it. Yeah. And they're doing it together. So good yeah, for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, for more of the list on who also made that um, the issue, you can go to ER Web and check it out and all the information is there as well. Cute. All right. We're going to move on to our last story of the day before we get into an interview with Mr. Darren here. Um, we are celebrating now the one-year anniversary for Bring Back Our Girls. Uh, as we know, that story happened in Nigeria a year ago where o- over 200 schoolgirls, Nigerian schoolgirls, were kidnapped by the militant terrorist group Boko Haram and those girls have not been returned and a lot of people have said that you know at the start of this year there wasn't a lot of information that was out about it you didn't see a lot of the tweets and the social media pushes that were happening last year when this was like heavily in the in the news so some people were saying you know wh- where's the information why why haven't we heard this why haven't there why hasn't there been more coverage well there's a man by the name of Charles Alash Oluyi who is doing a daily campaign on social media he's pushing for this he takes a picture of himself and he puts bring back our girls and he literally you know, sends this out every day. He's a, a father of three kids. Um, he's also a marketing professional. And he says that he doesn't want people to forget. He really wants this message to be out there, and he's doing his efforts to do that. So I applaud him uh, for this effort, and, and I hope that it starts another movement that actually gets this burning and, and, and back in the news. What do you guys think about this? We have such ADHD or ADD out here in America that, I mean, we watch the news and it's like we're on to the next campaign and this campaign. Now it's Black Work Matters. And it's like how many campaigns and hashtags yeah. do I have to remember? And that media draw, I feel like, not taints it a little bit, but it kind of, we get used to, we're an Instagram world. It's mm-hmm. on to the next, on to the next. Once we go to the next one, we ain't thinking about the last one. And uh, figuring out how we can consistently make all of these prominent in our lives on a daily basis is, the, to me, what we need to focus on. I agree. Yeah. I think that that is uh, a primary source of information that, that needs to be provided. In other words, if it's far down the timeline, because it's so important, how do we bring it up? How right. do we make yep. it consistent? How do we make it stay abundantly there in the timeline mm-hmm. until somebody <laughs> does something about it? I mean, there are so many campaigns. I mean, we, we have a problem in our country right now, yeah. people being kidnapped. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm involved in in, in, a, in a campaign that's that's going down in a march that's going down to raise awareness and fund for that. So it's it's really something that we, we have to address and keep prominent because I think the everyday citizen can do something about it, mm-hmm. right? Each one, teach one. We can all do something about it. If somebody looks suspicious, if there's a child that looks like they're being harmed, we need to say something immediately because anybody who has children, and I have children, we know how sad that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that breaks my heart to hear 
idea that some of these children might be moms now. Yeah. These girls might be moms, Scary. literally, yeah. now because of the rape that's going on with them and, and being forced into some form of slavery there. So we need to, to keep it up on the timeline and keep people aware that this is happening. Agreed. That's my whole sentiment because when I see the story the little bit, people are like, oh, it's been a year, and I feel like very helpless in a lot of ways because it's like those girls, most of them are gone and God knows where at this point. And it just, to to settle my own energy and spirit, I had to remember that the, the, is, the bigger issue is the issue of children being harmed in general. Yeah. And there is war and terrible things happening all over this country and all over the world. And if nothing else, like, don't forget that kids need our help because we're the ones that can help us and even if it's just the little things that you do in your own community like you're reaching out in some way to feel better about it because obviously we can't solve the ill wills of the world on our own but if everybody's doing a little something everywhere and remembering to pay attention and remembering to talk about it and not forgetting them because even the guy just taking a picture every day so that they are remembered yeah. because there's families that are still suffering yeah. like missing their children like, awareness is very important awareness is important and yeah. we obviously know that with the news i mean it's always on to the next and the mm-hmm. hottest story is going to replace something that's you know been existing but what you know we all need to put in our part with that i try and do it myself just like really paying attention to certain causes that i really believe in and, and doing something about it because this is this is crazy that they haven't you know there's not a lot of information that's that's out there they're saying that there's going to be a change in the the government there and they're yeah, hoping they that with election. the change with the election that maybe this new person who comes in will put a strong effort to really get back the girls um, but i mean like you said you know, like it's we said it's a, it's a year I mean, and they, it could be anywhere you know. they're, they, they're spread and there's, everything that's yeah. going on in syria and exactly. in yemen right now like it's like it's mind blowing in so many ways yeah. but i mean obviously our awareness you know, war, is like you said war is never going to stop but these right. children are innocent yeah, yeah they don't deserve it all right well that concludes our topics for this week but we want to talk to darren here about some projects that he has coming up i know you got i uh, really hate my ex that's coming coming out here Yay. and uh chocolate city which a lot of ladies are happy about especially one over here to the left <laughs> won't say any names courtney stewart uh but we'll start with i really hate my ex man tell us about the movie and tell us about your role oh, your in the movie role. and all that fun stuff well this movie uh i really hate my ex is directed and written by troy Byer and uh Uh, We had a great time and, you know, it was a great cast and it was something that came from Troy's mind and and a book that she had uh, written and uh, she wanted to put it together and make it a movie and and offer it as a solution of comedy, offer it as a solution to relationships and offer it as a solution to the ills that are going on in our society about what do we do after we break up? What do we do when we break up? What do we do to allow ourselves to just kind of get back? to our holistic self and learn to love ourselves and other people again. And then the story is about... Three women who kidnap their ex-husbands. That's, Correct. Is that it? Okay. Correct. And I play one of the one of the husbands that get kidnapped. <laughs> yes, uh, I play a doctor in this one, and Sherry Headley plays my wife. Okay. And you know, what did you do to her? Uh, yeah, I was no. going to say that was going to be my next well, question. No. What did you do to become the yeah. ex? This this particular character, he loves life, and you know, he's married to her, but you know, he loves living a kind of a menage a uh, you know, lifestyle, and you know, he likes the perks of having a wife and and another wife on the 
side, right, so to speak. So, um, and I think she agreed to that, but not really because she wanted to, but because she thought it would make him happy. And, um, you know, she just, she just wants to raise her children, be happy and live a normal life. And, you know, he's on the other side of the coin. So they go through their own issues and along with the other characters in the movie, they decide to kidnap their husbands and force them (laughs) to release them mentally and emotionally from the bondages of that marriage and everything that went down on it. All right. All right. Well, I, I, it's a, it's, it sounds like I need to get a group together to watch yeah, this movie. I know, right? it's this is awesome a conversation film. piece right here. It's this. an awesome film, and it's also produced by Chris Spencer. Okay. So you know we got a lot yeah. of comedy Love in here. It's, it's a it's a great great piece. It's a great piece. Go out and get it. It's in Target and Walmart. And it, it, it is available now, right? Yes, it is available now. Mm-hmm. All right, go pick Walmart. that up. Yes. And then you also have Chocolate City that's coming out. Chocolate City. What's yes. What's chocolate City comes out. There's a lot of chocolate in Chocolate City. Uh, myself, Tyson Beckford, Michael Jai White, Richard Rashad, Genuine is doing Pony in the movie a whole new different way. I'm going to have to wait for that on and, my uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, the, it's a really good movie. Vivica Fox also yes. stars in the film. She, and I can tell you this because, you know, they did a screening for all of the actors. When I'm telling you, she's going to win an award for this movie. She's killing it's it. It's such a profound character for her that has oh, never wow. been seen before. Really? And when I'm telling you, she is going to leave the tears in the theater. Ooh. I promise you when I tell you this, Vivica brings the heat in this film. So it's going to be very surprising for a lot of people, but it's an emotional roller coaster. Again, people are popping bottles. They're making it rain in the movie. There's poles in the movie. Wait, Romeo's in the movie. Uh, no, Romeo is not in the film. Okay. Richard Richard actually took over that position oh, okay. um, and we had a great time Bolo <laughs> the entertainer mm-hmm. is in this who is a, a real real dancer um, Carmen Electra is in it too right Carmen Electra yeah. is in it Jamaica oh, really? you know who's a real dancer um, and uh, it's just a really dynamic film Jean-Claude Lemaire uh, directed the film mm-hmm. and he put his foot in this one you know <laughs> what was interesting about this film I, I was nervous and as you know, Jay, I'm a choreographer, yes. right? I'm a dancer. But I was nervous. I mean, it, Why? it really... Why were you nervous? Why were you nervous? It's, it's not easy to take all your clothes off, right? And outside of your own privacy. <laughs> right, 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 right. As a dancer, but, don't you do that? Like, like on tours in, and stuff? No, like, I mean, I like choreograph for NSYNC and Britney Spears. <laughs> That's Jennifer a little Lopez. different. That's they a little were different. out dancing, right? I mean, I choreographed for them. I never had to take off my clothes and dance... You know, sexually with with a, a hard on or or soft on, you know what I'm saying? Oiled down, and oh, I mean my. it was it was in, intimidating. I take off my hat to anybody that can make their booty pop or so anybody wait, that I, can how twerk. Get, how did you how get, get into the, the role? How did you get the confidence to? Because like, like, you gotta sell it. How did you sell what, it? What was the moment what, on set? What was the moment that you were like, "Fuck I'm this, I do got it. this." Well, you know. <laughs> I love that you did the movie. No, you know what's funny? I, I practice in, in my room very much like choreography, but, you know, it didn't work. I mean, you throw everything out the window. Like, I practice certain moves. Yeah, didn't do them. You know? And, um, you know, you just want to be oiled down as much as possible. You want to be ripped as much as possible. And the thing about this particular film in Chocolate City, I play a conscious stripper oh. named Magnus. 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 Did right? you pick that name, or was that so, name already no, in the in the, in the script? It was, you know, Jean Claude already wrote that in there. Ça passe to all all the Haitians, all the Haitian posses, right? So, 
he wrote this character for you, but he's this conscious stripper. In other words, I have a beard in the film. I have long twists in my hair, right? Oh. So I'm locked up in the film, and uh, and it was I walk with an African cane walking stick. I mean, really, shells on my oh, you on official. my neck. Yeah, you're you official, know. the real deal. Oh, and um, so <laughs> look at her over here. <laughs> and you know, Michael Jai White is like th- this club owner who's. You know, he runs the club and, and he's just real strict about his policies in the club and how we dance. And he's a choreographer as well. But it it was really deep how we had to to go and I'm gonna lose my mind. do what we did. <laughs> it's like twa all over again. <laughs> it's, it's, it's deep. I mean, they're going to come out. It's going to be lines for this one because we, I mean, we put it down. the buzz out there is crazy. I was looking at something today. Clearly, your boy Tyson Beckford doesn't have a problem with strip because he was on he the Huffington Post yeah. during an interview and he gave the reporter a strip tease dance. Yeah. So yeah. he's I mean, out there promoting well, all I the mean, way. Now, every time I get an opportunity, I lift my top up. I mean, it's just what we I mean, do we now. Right you know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> just get up but, there. Look, your camera angle's right there. Oh, just making oh, it rain, right? So <laughs> we just got 100,000 new followers, uh, all of our outlets right now because of that. Now, okay, if you were to like, if you were a stripper in real life, what would be your stripper name? Wow, probably Magnus. <laughs> probably Magnus. Did you have your mama gave the name Darren? Do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would just. It would probably groove. That would be groove. my name. Groove. 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 Mm. groove. I think I'm going to be consistent. Groove. Mm. What do you think, Jay? Mm. I mean, daring do it groove. I mean, you got it all. all the, you can use any of them names. There we go. Well, all work. I'm going to just use groove. That's I like groove. Works. I like it. And then you also have a book here with us. What, what you got going on here? Yes. The conscious uh, stripper has yes. come into <laughs> the, Right. The conscious stripper. Has turned into an author. <laughs> my book, writer. which is called Ain't That the Truth, the tagline Boom. is acknowledge, admit, and invite truth into your life and basically it's a bunch of positive affirmations um that you know are empowering like both poverty and riches are the offspring of thought right or it's not that diabetes and heart disease runs in your family it's just that nobody Nobody runs in your family right right so there are a bunch of (laughs) kind of ideas to think about and to focus on like this one it says hold the vision and trust the process so this is a book you can read you know as a teenager growing up all the way to your 90 years old it'll work and inspire you to just be the better you why why was this uh important for you to put out why why where where in your life did like finding the truth and wanting to share that with people kind of come into play well, I grew up in New York City in the Bronx, and as you heard earlier, you know, we had food stamps in our house. We we didn't have a lot of money, and but I had dreams, and I knew that action and dreams incorporated together could change my life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I don't have the opportunity and the time that I want to speak to people you know, for the length of time that they want to. Yeah. A lot of times in person, you know, we're, we're talking and you have somebody and they just want this in-depth answer and you don't have that time. So I realized that I couldn't be everywhere at once, but a book can. Mm-hmm. So this gives people an opportunity to sit down and to really focus on themselves, opposed to always going outwardly looking for answers. Mm-hmm. Search within themselves where they can sit down and say, you know what? Enough is enough. Or I want more. Or I deserve better. Or you don't really respect me. I respect me. And it gives us an opportunity to be reflective um, and introspective and then be able to move forward in life, which is very, very important. 
Well, I look forward to reading it. I mean, you know, a lot of times you just need a message throughout your day just to read something, just to kind just of get you through, you. just to remind yeah. you certain things. I think you should send that book to um, Aaron Hernandez because he's going to have a lot of time to <laughs> reflect <laughs> to reflect on a lot of reflect, things. Brother, and where can people pick that up? Uh, you can only purchase the book on DarrenHenson.com. And I did that purposefully um, because I sign all the copies myself. We ship them out normally a two-day uh, shipping. So if you oh, order cool. it one day, you get it two days later, awesome. and they're all autographed and signed by me. I really like to stay connected to my fans, and I learned that through Soul Food to really stay connected mm-hmm. to people That's because I shit. once was on the other side. <laughs> That's right. I yeah. mean, Soul Food still is a, a very, very strong classic, classic uh, television classic. series today. Yeah. So I'm thankful for everybody that watched it and supported it. And then where can fans find you on social media? Uh, please follow me on Instagram, which is Darren DeWitt Henson. On Twitter, it's Mr. D. Hen. And on Facebook, Darren DeWitt Henson. All right. Well, follow him. Pick up that book. book. I really hate my ex. Get I really hate my ex. We should go right now and have go pick it up party. and have a party with 20 people and get your wine on and talk about the movie. Yes. Courtney, where can fans find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stuart Starlet. Jesse. DJ Jesse J. And you can I'm find me at Daryl Christian on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. <laughs> also want to remind everybody to go to our uh, buzzer meter question, which is, were you shocked by the Aaron Hernandez verdict? We talked about it today. We no, weren't no, shocked. Sir. We want to know what you have to say. And also go pick up everything that Darren's got out there. The book the DVDs go check out his movie when it comes out Chocolate City yes. I know a couple people will be in line for it already party for that I'm like okay. you know that we're gonna be right drunk now. up in the theater we're gonna, be, yeah. we're gonna be screaming we're gonna be all out of pocket and I'm excited <laughs> thank you for joining us man we gotta have you back especially when the movie comes out so it's a pleasure it. thanks thank everybody it's good to be here everyone have a great weekend peace from producers Maria Menunos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of DHL or its owners or principals.